Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. There's something beautifully poetic about the fact that I missed the Minnesota Vikings game to talk to you last week. And also in missing the Minnesota Vikings game, we missed the fact that the episode eight trailer premiered during it. We did. We did. I think it was, was it last week? I thought it was a week before that. Are we already two weeks I think out? That, yeah, you're right. We're already two weeks out. It is a travesty that we have not discussed the episode eight trailer. Yeah. What have we been doing? <laughs> What have we been doing with our lives? How many times did you watch it? I think I'm only up at three. Yeah, I think that's about where I'm at. There's a lot to unpack. Oh, I did watch a breakdown video, though. Does that count as like three or four extra? That that counts like a couple <laughs> extras. I, again, I feel like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You only bought two. Yeah, no, I'm, but I will say. Really, really confusing. Lots to unpack, but super excited that we clearly have a naval battle. Yes, I would. I had put a pin in that to talk about too. Super exciting. Mm. I I will admit, you know, we talked about this before. I had some apprehension that we wouldn't get enough just straight up space shots, but. And I have no clue how that's going to possibly fit into the storyline <laughs> because, like, the snippets that you get leading up to that, like, big fan of Kylo yeah. Ren in a souped-up TIE fighter. But Pretty cool. Like, why are, why are they in space at that moment? Like, what are they doing? So, no idea. Yeah, exactly. Many questions to answer. We don't know who Snook is. Snoke? Yeah, and it looks, it looks like you see him for real. Yeah. Or hints of that. So... Probably what one more trailer drops before. I know, and I just hope this is, this isn't going to be another Rogue One where it's like completely different movie. I know because this already feels like enough different from the first trailer that I have lost a bit of faith. I agreed. I think maybe a good watch product watch project for us could be to go back and watch the episode seven trailers and mm. see if we can draw sort of a parallel between how they construct them. We can do that, but we are a baseball podcast. So they say we are a baseball podcast <laughs> world series time starting tomorrow. And luckily Yankees aren't in it. That's right. Why does it have to be you put on here? The matchup that you're excited is Altuve versus Kershaw. Can't we? I don't know. I just feel like those are the two main bros. Can't we just bat? Uh, okay, if you're talking about famous, sure. But I like two lefties going tomorrow. Keuchel versus Kershaw. Ooh, we gotta watch out for the third K. Um, yeah. Oh boy, I didn't think about that. Hmm. And then, uh, what do you think? Who's <laughs> who's the best? Who's who's the best batter? Is it Bellant or the most high-profile batter on the Dodgers? Is Puig. It, you think it's Puig now? Corey Seager coming back. 
Bellinger. Bellinger isn't quite up there. Justin Turner. You think... I mean, Keuchel versus Turner, that is a whole lot of hair. <sighs> wow, that is... <laughs> that is some nasty guys. <laughs> that, is, that is two mains going at it there. Um, That's sort of like the hound meeting Tormund. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will agree with that. I like the Altuve thing. Uh, isn't Clayton Kershaw fairly tall? He is, yeah. So... Okay, Altuve versus Kershaw, or next to Kershaw, it's would another, be quite good. It's yeah, it's <laughs> they would look pretty fun, just just like the uh, Aaron Judge and Altuve. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I remember that. So I will see. Um, will Clayton Kershaw shake off his weird postseason history in the World Series? Um, technically, Dodgers have been in the World Series in our lifetime. They did it. So. Oh, yeah. For. Neither of us having any clue that that was happening. Yeah, we're uh, <laughs> no clue. Well, I mean, like you barely, barely were aware of that second Twins World Series. Yeah, yeah. Other than you know, <laughs> other than I was a good like photo prop. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> but yes. Apart from that, there's not. Yeah, did you have? Did were you like? Do you, are there lots of pictures of you dressed up in? Oh twins oh yeah yeah oh yeah are you kidding me all right one last little little bit of news your boy tyler flowers got his four million dollars he's gonna be a brave for another year is my boy i mean you know for all the poo-pooing we've done of him he does show up in a weird amount of of my analyses right because he he just plays he gets in the at-bats at catcher yep and he's solid he suppose I mean, right now at the catcher position is hands down uh well not hands down but <laughs> is well above the median at catcher and it's weird because well pitch framing has fallen out of vogue a little bit at least this year i mean people re- really talked about it in 2016 um but he certainly is by all those metrics has shown some quality but it's weird because he rode our waiver wire in our fantasy league the entire year yeah, because he never really had a. He had consistently decent production. He never had that week where he had like five home runs and everyone was like, gotta pick him up, gotta pick him up. That's right. He never. Gotta he, pick him up, gotta pick him up. As gotta per pick him up. some of our box popularized stuff, he never reached that critical mass where people wanted to grab him. Yes. Yes, indeed. I mean, you know, except for yours truly. Okay. All right. <laughs> whoa, whoa. So this week, Eric and I are still thinking very heavily about what we're going to do for the Sloan Conference and getting all of our organizational ducks in a row. So we're going to do a little bit of brainstorming in both halves. First half, Eric's going to talk a little bit more about the formality. Second half, we're going to do a little bit of visualization exploration. Let's take it away, Eric. All right, my man team planning meeting all right we had our kickoff meeting went through a bunch of documents um but this time i think we're going to be a little bit more focused on the scope of work that we need to accomplish and that's critical in any project making sure that you and i are clear on the scope of work that we're trying to do um as well as what we're expected to do so that, you know, we can plan for it rather than at the very end 
uh, falling flat on our faces. So, Michael, I got that waterfall doc for you. Waterfall workflow for the Sloan conference prep. Yep. Um, but why don't you open up the scope statement document? This uh, this actually is the type of thing that I need. <laughs> yeah, and so this scope statement, it has a lot of information that we've touched on before, project summary, but the thing that's, re- and then like kind of what are success criteria, which we've talked about ad nauseum at this point. But what's really important here is talking about the product requirements. And in doing a essentially a software um project where we have a big paper that we have to write that we're um half of me is ignoring like the understanding what the requirements of the final uh product is is huge to make sure that we know what the tool shall do so i've listed out here a bunch of the product requirements i've split it up into the tool air quotes um, which is, you know, what the platform, the growth charts platform is. And then the manuscript shall. And that's, you know, what are the pieces in the manuscript that we need to start be start to be thinking about. And I'll start with an, an, an easy piece on the manuscript. I've said the manuscript is going to contain the following sections. Introduction, lit review, question mark, <laughs> data discussion, methodology, results and a conclusion um is that usually how you you write your ac pa- papers your academic oh papers? absolutely this is a good way to go i mean normally i think literature review largely fits within the scope of what i would call the introduction mm-hmm. um oh, okay. and i think Here we go. Watch this. i i would i would love to do a lit review i think we can remove the question mark but it's going to be a real challenge <laughs> it is going to be a real real challenge uh, and we might actually yeah. have to look at that joke science biology oh boy (laughs) boy you know i I haven't done much since i dissected that pig in ninth grade um yeah and i i am totally cool with if we spend like a week trying to and we'll spend more time kind of um working on what the actual outline of the manuscript is going to be but i think introduction data discussion methodology results conclusion boom that's the general framework of what our manuscript is. It's like half written already. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that is really true. So the other piece of the manuscript that I've got down here, um, the manuscript shall address the following abstract requirements, mm-hmm. putting them here. So we remember what the abstract was all <laughs> about, why the research question is important. What is new about the approach? summary of actual results and conclusions stating how the findings will impact the analysis and or business of sport. Let's take that sport. (laughs) Very nice. Very nice. And, you know, actually not to toot our own horn too much, but I think we did a really good job of covering this in the abstract. Oh yeah. No. And I think that you held my feet to the, I, I had been able to identify two of those. And then you were able to say, no, we really need to cover all of these. <laughs> yeah, we threw in a lot more. And, you know, I don't I don't mean to derisively say threw in. Like, I think there was good thought behind it. But um, things that we weren't necessarily sure that we could do, but we're going to do them now. 
Yeah, summary of actual <laughs> results would be a stretch on some of the things that we were, we were saying that we were doing. I mean, you did have a plot, so... Yep. Yeah, there is. No, totally, man. We were allowed to have up to one plot. <laughs> okay, so the tool, the platform, the growth chart platform, this is what I've got so far. It shall provide static and dynamic data integration right that is to say that it will will have the growth uh chart percentiles and we'll be able to bring in in theory over the course of a year we'll be able to bring in dynamic data as it's uh, created provide interactive functionality standard growth chart seasonal linear regression fit models and then the porcupine chart which is kind of the moving average sets of linear regression equations this is going to be based in Python. Probably the only thing that I like check. <laughs> uh, be developed using multi-user version control software platforms. That uh, is a definite definite work in progress. That's, trying to get our heads around GitHub. That is a fancy way of saying that Eric runs Windows and I am on a Mac. So we need to make it work on both. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um yeah to be able to work together that's one of the things like you know two people can get a lot of work done separately but then to actually combine that work can end up being almost as much work as just doing it separately that is right Ugh. parallel processing right <laughs> provide graphical representations that's good and then provide typographical functionality uh yeah it, in other words player groupings and then we're gonna have to sniff test some minor league data all right i mean so do, how do you feel about those requirements is that vague enough but like direct enough for you i think it's great you know it's it's nice the thing that i like about this is that every time you know when we talk about it when you're saying these things out loud i'm thinking like oh yeah and this is the sub point that i wanted that i hope we can reach there and all these things i think there's when I'm thinking about the project within this confine, there's many things that I'm excited about trying to do. All right, so uh, quickly, summary of project deliverables. Um, there are a bunch of project management-related deliverables that are just artifacts of you know actually managing this project. No worry about that to the listeners. Product-related deliverables. So I'm calling these functions. Do you think that we should put together a site package at the end of this? I would I would love to, and I also have some ideas about how to interface with that when we get to the visual representations part, the second half okay. of this. All right, so as of right now, I'm saying functions might end up being a full site package. Who knows? Um, but this will be stuff that's in Python scripts. <laughs> Okay, so what I've got listed here, five functions, percentile data development script. Mike is well on the way with this one. Player stat standard growth chart. So uh, this is my piece of it. Mike is, is putting together those percentiles. I am putting together the, met, uh, the methodology to draw out everyone's, um, everyone's stats on top of those. Seasonal linear regression um, models 
this is where we need to do a little bit of thought on the percentile data development to make sure that we are um, creating these linear regressions so that they actually do what we think they're going to do. That's right. More talk about that down the line. The porcupine charts, that's the moving um, linear regression models that approximate, um, you know, slumps and streaks. And then typographical comparisons. Well said. <laughs> yeah, and I, I like that. I mean, you know, this is a lot of interesting stuff that we've talked about before. And so I would recommend going back. I wish I had the pod numbers on top off the top of my head, but going back to some of the earlier pods where we talked about growth charts, where Eric introduced the concept of the porcupine charts and showed some of the utility there. Um, and then all the times that we've talked about k-means, the typographical comparisons, that that's all been extremely valuable for us. Um, so I would say that those two are pretty well established at this point. The seasonal linear yep. regression, I think we have, frankly, a lot of numerical work to do there to figure out what the utility is and how, oh, yeah. how to do it well. The other ones I'm less worried about. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, no, in some ways in doing this uh, this last project management exercise, I got a little bit more confident, and then it's like, uh, we're down to six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, so that's that's the scope statement. Um, I just want to push off one thing to you. There's a work breakdown study for you, and then there's also, as promised, there's a Gantt chart. And I gotta say, you went above and beyond on the Gantt chart. Um, I think I think we should actually push some of that discussion of the Gantt chart into the visualization because it's just such a beautiful thing. But frankly, I didn't know what you meant with a WBS. <laughs> oh, WBS work breakdown structure uh, schedule and or some. and you know I. I will profess to not being necessarily a lover of spreadsheets here, but I think that there's a lot of utility. So Eric sent me this work breakdown schedule and it's basically the bite-sized tasks that we need to accomplish with some really good start and stop dates on them. Yeah, exactly. And this is, I would say uh, the, one of the most important things, all of this talk has been really to get to this point so that we can start breaking these down, assigning each other the different pieces, understanding the um, dependencies between these tasks. Um, yeah, and the way that you develop a, a WBS, work breakdown, is uh, to understand what the high-level tasks are and then slowly, slowly break those down into the smaller tasks. So we've got a few here in the executing phase of this um, and feel free Mike to either make edits to this directly um, yeah make edits to this directly add subtract split split things up as we need to do you know we've been stuck in the initiating phase which is like putting together the idea of what we're doing and um, trying to get roles together and then right now we are finishing up the planning stages where we are essentially going to start assigning each other these steps now that we have a good sense of what the requirements are, what the scope of work is, mm -hmm. what we're trying to accomplish. 
Now we gotta execute, motherfucker. <laughs> While we know we have a lot of planning to do, we took some time to take care of the important stuff. Here's now take. Yeah, quick question. When do I get to disagree with your font choice? At any time. If you if you want to do something <laughs> something else. Oh, it's just What are you feeling like? It's just just taking a little bit of getting used to. You know, I find You're a comic sans kind of man? What do you want? You want you want serif or sans serif? I'm a big serif kind of guy in long documents like this. I'm sans serif in presentations. All right. Well, we will we will revisit that. I will not make the change right now. As we're in this initialization phase and thinking about what we want our final data products to be, we talked a little bit about functions, but I think it's also time to kick our visualization up a notch. And so I have two things to bring up, one of which you nicely discovered all on your own. I feel great about that. <laughs> Good wow. job, buddy. You did it. Wow. Um, I, I've been on the receiving end of what you are about to find out is just an unreasonable number of emails from Plotly. But uh, they are a great website. <laughs> so you put up, you made a, you made a Gantt diagram on yep. Plotly. How was that experience? Uh, a little bit annoying annoying because i didn't realize that it had to have that i had to have an account with them mm -hmm. um so i was just like going around and like this is really simple i'm like but it doesn't work it doesn't work it doesn't work it doesn't work and then finally i got it and then even still like i don't know if you're noticing on this but i can't get the text to actually fully read in my um in my sections yeah i have you the can, like, i have the scroll over it the orcupine chart <laughs> yeah i know what the heck um but but i i don't know how much you played around with this but they have they have some really powerful visualization tools oh yeah this is something that has been on my to-do list for a while to learn so. flatly yeah um so on my to-do list i'll just present the other the other tool and then we can sort of talk about those is using this javascript library called d3 that is the underpinning mm. visualization library for a number of our um, websites that we frequent. For instance, uh, the New York Times Upshot, which is a page that I really like to go to for some numerical analysis, frequently uses D3 as the underpinning for a lot of their more intriguing and sophisticated analyses. And let me just tell you what I was picturing here. I was picturing... Okay that one of the products from this is a interactive visualization on a web page where you can enter the name of the player that you want and it makes the it shows you the um the growth chart for them against the league for the year this is going to be a thick client or a thin client kind of application well, I have to admit, I'm not entirely sure what you mean by that, but I'm thinking it's <laughs> going to be a thick client. I So thick client means that the web browser does the processing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thin client means that the, um, the server ends up doing more of the processing, which I have seen um, D3 JavaScript used in many, many like half half-formed um, planning tools out there. Um, mm, interesting. Yeah, strategic planning models. Um, there was a really great one that this guy just slapped together on this 
model that I've been building for helping to build for a while. And then he just like slapped together. It was like this really cool interactive. You could change like greenhouse gas emission goals and VMT vehicle, vehicles, vehicle miles traveled. This is getting cut. (laughs) Not necessarily. (laughs) But anyways, but anyways, um, yeah, there's a lot of really good things that we can do, especially on the interactive front. And this would be a great, I don't, I mean, we need to, another to do thing here is watch some of these presentations to see like whether people use stuff like that. I agree. I think that want some of the best types, you know, coming from an academic setting, some of the best presentations that I've seen are ones where there is a level of interactivity between the speaker and their presentation. And so this is a way that you can bridge that gap in sort of a walled garden, comfortable type way. Um, And Mm -hmm. so I would love to see this work. And so what I sent you is a set of code blocks by the guy who wrote D3. Yep. So these are examples of just what you can do with D3. And I would I would encourage anyone who is interested in seeing what we're talking about or interested in web visualization in general just to see sort of what this JavaScript library can do. And now that you've heard the name D3, you'll probably start to see it pop up more and more than you would expect. I certainly have. Yeah, I totally agree. So for me, I think this is a nice... Uh, another potential tool that we, or another potential way that we can present this and make a product at the end. Like we're talking about making a site package that I Mm. do really like. Um, There is some level of maintenance there. And as we're designing the package, we have to decide what level of maintenance we want and whether something like a visualization product that rides on top of that is a worthwhile um, thing to do for us. Yeah, and that might be something that we, in this, um, I'm going to use an agile project management um, term, in this sprint, if uh, we just make sure that we set ourselves up to be able to do this down the line, um, or whether this is achievable within our compressed timeline. Right. Um, I think you know you're excellent at the uh the practical realities of what we need to do and this is the type of thing where it can it can probably ride until after the project but as we're designing the project keeping in mind that we want to maintain the flexibility that allows us to do this um i could see it going that way i could also see it going the way like oh we actually want to use d3 to do our to do a big chunk of our final visualizations for the paper Mm. Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of and it kind of bring makes a question of what can what do we want to actually do with the growth chart visualization? Um, and you know it's hard it's hard to think it's hard to admit this six weeks out, but I'm not sure that we know what that is yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to wrap this. Up? <laughs> And on that just really nervous bombshell. Yeah, let's uh yeah, let's go on. Sure. <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> Tune in next week and we will discuss that at length. Um No, I totally agree. Yeah, we we don't totally know where we're going with this and we're going to have to you know, this is sort of a data mining ex- exercise. We've created a really 
fun paradigm for ourselves and we've only started to scratch the surface on what what we can do with this but yeah wrapping this sucker up <laughs> let's let's get back to baseball like real hardcore baseball here there's been a manager tango i would call it this last I, week i don't Who remember do it happening at this time other years is this the time that this I, happens I totally agree. I don't remember it happening. I feel like this always happens in the NFL, and they talk about how much it it sucks that it happens during the playoffs. Right. Like, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators get jobs other places, new cities. But this year, like, during the playoffs, they're talking about Alex Cora yeah. being assigned to three different jobs. I agree. Very bizarre. I mean... <laughs> Who really cares what Ron Gardenhire gets named to? Because, like, what he hasn't been what's doing. What's he even been doing? For... Yeah. Um. Sad to see our boy Dusty get fired. <laughs> Can we call him uh, that boy? <laughs> no, we talk about him a lot. I know. Man. I think he's an amazing manager, but he still hasn't. He doesn't have the hardware for it. No, he he doesn't. Um. In, that's an interesting team to step into. It's clear that management expects them to win. <laughs> And so oh, yeah. I could see them cycling through a manager a year unless they win the World Series, basically. And that team is primed for regression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Marlins could jump in. The Braves are going to be better. Yep. The Mets are going to be better. Who knows? I mean, this year, the last couple of years – nationals you could almost pencil them in because that division has been so bad but maybe not maybe not next year uh you want to talk about some casting notes i <laughs> saw some casting notes already got getting excited and I, I know that we were saying that we we're gonna transition this into a star wars podcast but <laughs> a little bit of game of thrones news Golden Company starting to make some hires out there in the acting world. <laughs> well, the Golden Company is hiring some some mercenaries, one might say. Uh, oh, ho, ho, ho. What, what do you think? What do you think about the early casting notes here? Um, I think what I can't. I don't even remember the actor's name, but he he's got a look. He's got a look for Game of Thrones for sure. He looks too much Game of Thrones. <laughs> like I was, <laughs> I had kind of pictured the golden company is not having the same westerosi look as everybody seems to have yeah we need we need a little bit you need a little bit more essos in him oh yeah no i mean what are we gonna are we gonna split hairs here (laughs) yeah how different does he really look than jorah none yeah exactly no it could be jorah's son i was really hoping that it would be like more Carthage inspired. You got the elephants. Agreed. Like, why not just go for it? Agreed. That's good. That makes me want to watch 300 again. I We haven't watched 300 in too long. That is very true. How many times did we watch it freshman year? Oh, uh, at least five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that about brings us to the review session. Apples why not this staple in the fall of our lives i mean in the fall of the 2017 year the 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 downfall of our yeah i agree um i you know i opened i opened up 
the the outline today and uh apples was just sitting there in the review session slot staring me in the face and i thought we haven't talked about apples yet this is, this is insane i don't think so this is insane no we got to talk about apples let's talk about apples you're an apple mecca right now apple mecca oh the u of m is apple mecca oh why what are they what are they gonna do they they hold they hold an unreasonable number of patents like a huge amount really? yeah a huge amount of the u of m's money comes from apple patents <laughs> to do what uh since apples don't grow true from seed you can patent the actual tree and not sell people the trees oh okay what kind of so I am noticing the different types of apples here. The only one that I am familiar with here of like ones that I like, Honeycrisp. Uh huh. They grow better here than they do in the Northeast. So that's owned by the U of M, Honeycrisp apples. I would that's a, that they're that makes sense. Their their latest one that they're pushing is the Zestar. What what is this horticultural push? You haven't seen you haven't seen the Zestars? The Zestars have even made it up here. That's so. how serious people are. Are they the yellow ones? No, Zestars Zestars are pretty red. They're uh, they're an apple's apple. Mm. The star. My favorite apple is a McIntyre. Oh yes, big fan. They are they. Oh, Zestar looks a little bit um, more on that McIntyre. Yeah. Look, sweet tango, Harla Harlson. That has got to be Harlsons are the baking. You got to bake with those. Yeah, yeah, they're a baking apple. No, but McIntyres are my favorite apple. And really, there's hmm. like a three week period in the Northeast where they are just the best thing in the world. McIntyres, McCoon, and ooh, yeah. A Macintosh? I I mean I I Something love like I love a good Mac. I big fan of of the Honeycrisps in general. You know I I hate to be just in that you know in the the bandwagon fans, but big fan of those. But Zestars are my sleeper apple. Sleeper apple. <laughs> All right, time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter. Fantasy Tools, mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too.